Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna mess it up. Podcast. No one can get it right. Podcast. Podcast. I'm in a groove now. Yeah, you're doing better. Podcast. Podcast. You fucked that one up. <laughs> Podcast. 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 Hey, welcome to Na 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 Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Joe. Chelsea is not here today. We're doing a bonus episode, and we're not going to be talking about Batman. We're going to be talking about The Phantom, the 1996 Billy Zane classic. Classic is a big word. We're going Batman adjacent this week. Yeah. Uh, not technically a Batman, but certainly a Batman... Uh, inspired, yeah. Character. Yeah, for sure. Phantom came first. Phantom came first, heavily inspired Batman, yes. Yes. Bo- uh, Bob Kane, Bill Finger, and here we are. This is back when just everybody was a billionaire playboy or a millionaire playboy <laughs> back then. Right. Uh, but then... Very it was like, wow, he has $10,000. What is he doing? <laughs> He's the richest man on earth. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, very the similar. bar was very low. Yeah, very, uh, like, prototypical... Superhero, like he came before Superman, before anybody. Yeah, he was way back in the day. It was like him and the Spirit and yeah, guys like that. Yeah, and, uh, and a lot of things we think of as superheroes. He was like one of the first. He was the first one to have no pupils. In, uh, in oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lee Falk said he he was inspired by uh, like Greek statues and thought like the the no pupils gave him like an eerie kind of powerful look. They fucked up one comic and didn't want to admit to it. They just, what do you mean it's going out? They didn't have the eyes. Yeah. Uh, he had a, a, a purple costume, little domino mask. Oh, we will get to the costume, sir. Oh, the costume's great. I we will get to the costume. I love you and I both have very strong feelings about this yes, movie. Yes, and they are and totally very awesome. opposed. <laughs> I'm openly angry that you made me watch it. <laughs> One thing I did some research about this. Have you heard about the um, the the Phantom in New Guinea? Like no, they, they love the Phantom. No they, shit. Yeah, because it's like kind of based there for a minute. So Is there? Are they based in New Guinea? In no, this movie? it's based in Africa. Yeah, uh, or, uh, in the comics, it's Africa. Here, it's there's a little Asia bit more like somewhere. Filipino kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, what it is is they back in uh, like the forties. There's all these GIs who are stationed there. And they get comics in, in care packages. And uh, Batman, Superman, like, never really took off there. But the, the Phantom, the fact that he's, like, in the jungle, and then they love the fact that he's he's called, like, the man who cannot die. And that, like, really appealed to New Guinea warriors. <laughs> and uh, the fact that he's... It, it's all about, like, a, like, an ancestry thing. It's like a chain of warriors. Yeah. And they're big on ancestor worship. So they just love the Phantom. It just fits right in with yeah. them. Yeah. And they started doing this thing where, like, the, the few people there who could speak English would, like, hold up Phantom comics in front of, like, a giant crowd and, like, read them aloud and, like, display the, the pictures to them. Was that the first Comic-Con? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of was. That kind of just morphed into San Diego Comic-Con. And then they started uh, painting the Phantom on, like, their uh, their shields to, like, go into battle with the Phantom on. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look this up. These pictures of the Phantom and, uh... It's called Tribal Pop Art. They did it with um, uh, cigarette ads, too. Cigarette ads got me. Sure. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) The two most deadly things out there. The Phantom Phantom and cigarettes. (laughs) Uh, So this movie, The Phantom, I think we have to to give a bit about who he is. He's not as well-known. I I knew very little. I knew he was, quote-unquote, the first superhero. Yeah. uh, In a lot of people's eyes, but that's pretty much all I knew about him. Right. 
So the thing that's still pretty much all I know about him <laughs> having watched this movie. <laughs> so the idea is he's the first superhero. He doesn't like Treat Williams. Right. End of list. Uh, carries a gun. <laughs> carries a <laughs> gun. <laughs> carries a lot of guns. <laughs> uh, no, skin tight purple costume. <laughs> he looks like okay. I can't. We have to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, just a quick bit of um, backstory about who he is. It's a. Uh, it's back in the 1500s. There was a guy who was. Uh, attacked by pirates, and his son washed ashore in this African village, and uh, people of this village adopted him, and he swore to, to fight piracy and corruption in all its forms, and then so he and all his sons for like 20 some odd generations have been dressing as superheroes, and everyone thinks that they can't die, that it's one guy, which, which that always bugs me, it's... He can't die, right? but he does die, yeah. eventually. right. But no one can figure out that it's multiple people. That never occurs to anyone. <laughs> well, there's a guy in the same costume. It's, it must be the same guy. Yeah, it never occurs to someone that it could be multiple people. I don't know. I stabbed him, and then somebody showed up in that same costume. It had a stab hole in it, so I know I got him. <laughs> this one's a little darker. Uh, <laughs> They're really banking on no race mixing for yeah. the Phantom. <laughs> They're really banking. Thinking on, listen, he's in the middle of Africa. He needs right. to find a white woman. <laughs> he, that, that was one thing that watching this kind of bugged me. That I, there's a thing with like comics in general of this era. This is like the 30s, it started out. Yeah, 1936. There's a lot of racism in comics. Gasp. Yeah. <laughs> but like most of it, like. Um, sure glad that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, it's much more overt. Yeah. But like most of it, like Green Lantern had. A sidekick named Pie Face, who's like a Asian, yeah, <laughs> Asian sidekick. But then you can just kind of cut out Pie Face and just stop that, and Green Lantern becomes okay. Yeah. With the Phantom, the racism is kind of inherent. It's baked into the character. cake. Yeah, yeah. There's no way around yeah. it. You can't unfry is this there, racist egg. Yeah. Is there a way to tell a Phantom story that's not racist? No, because it's it's classic like white savior complex. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's him kind of lording over this jungle tribe full of black people and they just worship the worship fuck him. out of him yeah it's un it's unbelievable I don't know that there's a way you can without just radically changing the whole character it's like a grand wizard jerk off fantasy <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea of it yeah uh, so let's talk about the uh, oh we forgot to mention this is gonna come up a little bit he's got a he's got two rings he wears he's got one ring his left hand is the ring of friendship or life or something. That, that was never explained in the movie, so really I did not up. know that. Doesn't really come up. <laughs> Didn't even realize he had a second ring. Yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to, like, mark his friends with this ring, and then there's a ring in his... What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just, like, like remember... You, you're you're my friend, yeah. <laughs> I get it. And he's got a ring of death, which is, like, a skull on his right hand, and he just punches people and marks them with a skull. And that's how he knows who his enemies are. Does he have, like, face blindness? <laughs> Does everyone in this universe have face blindness? Nobody can tell that the Phantom is different people. He can't tell anyone apart. <laughs> Everybody needs to wear stuff so he can well, remember well, what's okay, going so on. Maybe he doesn't know who his dad is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just like... That might yeah. actually be yeah. what it is. Yeah. He can be like... like uh, it, it helps to establish that it's one guy's like, hey, I remember you. You were <laughs> you. my enemy. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> 
<laughs> we have met before. We have met before, I am sure. He's like, yeah, you branded me with a goddamn ring. <laughs> yeah. Like a said, fucking asshole. You said we were best friends, and then you branded me with this ring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you... That's what we did when we became friends. Oh, very much so. That's how I knew I was your friend. (laughs) This movie is so bad. Why did you make me watch this movie? (laughs) By the way, I want to bring up... Okay, let's talk about... Because me and you are friends. We're both stand-up comedians. I'm down here in Washington, D.C. You're up in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, Living like kids' show business up there. (laughs) And uh, we almost started a podcast together. Yeah. Uh, it, it ended up not coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. And so I started my own. It's right. called Up, Up, and Away. People can go listen to it. You have no, 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 no podcast. That's right. I left off a no there, I think. Is that annoying for people when you try to explain it's like eight na podcast? <laughs> That's what I've been going with in my mind. Eight na. I think I might have mentioned this on the show, but I have one friend who's never heard it. Sure. Who's just only seen it written. Or never listened to the podcast. He's only seen it written. And he thought it was... Na 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 na, 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 na <laughs> podcast, <laughs> and he's not particularly dumb for thinking that. No. I think that's not really on but him. This so comes much. up a lot on the show, but it's not a good name. It's, it's really, a, it's a little rough. I suggested this to Chelsea as a joke, <laughs> and I said, "Wouldn't it be funny if we called it Na 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 Na, na, na Podcast?" But that would be ridiculous because no one could ever search for that. And she said, "That sounds great. Let's do that." I feel like this movie might have started the same way. (laughs) I want to point out, Joe is wearing a hat that says kickboxing. (laughs) I am, because I'm very exclamatory. (laughs) It's not a a player, it's not a team. Kickboxing. It's just a sport. (laughs) It used to say Rick boxing, but the part of the R fell off. Yeah. Okay. I wish that were true. Yeah, not a guy who's boxing. <laughs> sure, I it is now. He's a he's a sports. he's a villain of the Phantom. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so let's. Uh, you want to do like the rotten tomatoes? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do some baseball card stats on yeah, this, this movie. Is something uh, Joe always does on his podcast, Step Up and Away, when he watches comic book movies. We have not been able to do this on another <laughs> podcast because we have only done old and weird Batman movies that Rotten Tomatoes doesn't know about. For my podcast, every Tuesday we do news and stuff, and then every Friday we watch a comic book movie and we talk about it. And we tend to talk about, like, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. Yeah. And the, yeah the, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> I think we're running about a 50-50 on that. Or, like, yeah. the Tim Burton Batmans and such, the 90s Batmans yeah. and such. We talk about those kind of movies. And so I told Danny, this upcoming Friday, we're going to be talking about... Some Superman movies. We're going to start a run of Superman movies. And you were like, oh, great, like the 1910 serials? Those are going to be great. <laughs> you said old Superman movies. So I said old, like 50s old, like 70s old. 70s old, you maniac. I'm not watching the ones where him flying is him standing on a glass box. <laughs> Living in a world of racist. 40s Batman. It's warping your mind. It's warping your mind. And if I had known when you were pitching a podcast to me about, like, let's watch a lot of Batman stuff, if it would have included the old serials, I never would have even considered it. Oh my god. I would have talked you out of it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, I want to watch every. I don't. I gotta wonder, do you think there has been anyone who's ever watched every Batman movie? Oh god, no. I it's 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 a, it's an insane undertaking, yeah. Danny. I think Chelsea and I are going to be the first. You're, there's, there's no way to make it through it. You're going to go insane and kill each other. That's I my bet. I think we've gotten through the worst Batman with the with the serials. 
Batman Returns isn't great. Did you watch the serials? No. <laughs> Fuck not, no, I didn't. It's not on the same level. <laughs> Fuck no, I didn't watch the serials. And we've, we've gotten through the serials. We're into this period where, of just insane Batman. In the 60s, we're doing the Andy Warhol Batman. Sure. We're doing... There's a bunch of Filipino Batman. <laughs> you're going to get to Batman and Robin like, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, your bar yeah. is so... Your rubric <laughs> is so skill, uh, skewed at this point. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's only getting better. There's a <laughs> Fili- couple Filipino Batman movies. There's a Mexican Batman movie. Really, for as beloved as this character Batman is, there hasn't been a ton of great stuff. There really hasn't. <laughs> if I told you 10%, you wouldn't be surprised. That sounds optimistic. That sounds high, right? Yeah. 10% of it is, like, pretty goddamn good. Chelsea hates Batman, and so far, I am I think she's right. <laughs> I think maybe I've been wrong about this. Yeah, game. you're going insane, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, I watched, uh, I've been trying not to watch any Batman movies out of order. I'm trying to keep myself pure, but I, I broke down and I watched Suicide Squad, and... You know what? I really don't think there are any good Batman movies. I liked Suicide Squad, yeah, personally. It's not great. It's not perfect. Yeah. It's a 7 out of 10 for me, which is fine. Okay. Is that fair? Or no. do you rate it lower? <laughs> Very unfair. Whatever. Okay. We don't have time to get into <laughs> that because we have enough of a movie we're to... Watching, we're talking about a great movie today. How dare you? <laughs> if the Suicide Squad gets 7 out of 10, this has to be like an 11. <sighs> Okay, The Phantom from 1996. Billy Zane. Billy Zane stars, and he's doing his darndest. What has Billy Zane done up in this? Everyone knows this. The, is like the, the next Zane. year he did Titanic. No shit. He was like back-to-back this and Titanic. No shit. Oh, yeah. Big step down for him. <laughs> it really uh, was all over the place. <laughs> and... Looking at this movie, you would have thought he would have a giant career crater, but no, he's in the, like, highest-grossing movie of all time the next year. Yeah. It is directed by Simon Winsor, and it had a lot of different people, including Joel Schumacher at one point attached to direct. Oh. Uh, it is written by Jeffrey Bohm, mm. who was a very busy screenwriter, and this absolutely killed his career, and he ended up dying a few years later. He didn't... <laughs> I don't think he worked after this. I don't think he could get another job. I think he just decided he wanted to go out on He top. was done, yeah. He, he was. To, it was perfect. Said, I've written the best movie I could ever write. There's no reason for me to keep going. The uh, thermometer on Rotten Tomatoes, do you want to take a guess at where it places it? An honest guess. I, I think I looked it up. I want to say 40. It's 41%. 41. 41% of critics uh, like this movie. The average rating is a 5.2. Mm-hmm. Uh, that always weirds me out how it's not like an average score yeah. of what they give it. Yeah. It's like I how many... Metacritic is, is more... That makes sense. Right? That sounds about right. The audience score, 30%. The no audiences shit. did not like this. I would have thought this would have been much higher with the audience. As like a campy kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, out of 10, the average rating for audiences was 4.8. There's a thing in the, the 90s where they made like a, a series of kind of period piece superhero movies, and they all did horribly. The Shadow, The Rocketeer, The Phantom. Did The Rocketeer do badly? I think it did. That makes sense. Yeah. That's earned. cares about The Rocketeer. It's like too old to be like a a new guy. It's it's like banking on nostalgia, but everyone who cares about The Rocketeer is dead by now. That's fair. For some reason, and this is unfair, in my brain, whenever I go to pick The Rocketeer, like my memory of that, I always hit Zathura for a second. And so I'm always like, no, the Rocketeer's actually pretty good. People do underrate... Oh, wait, nope, nope, there it is. It's shitty. Never mind. <laughs> uh, 
So I trying to look up more baseball card stats. Runtime, 100 minutes. You could probably lop off at least 30 of that oh, when you consider there, chases. I felt like there was some stuff that was missing from this. They cut out a bunch of... <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a scene where he wrestled a uh, lion that they cut out. I really... No, oh, I would watch that. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. The budget was $45 million. Do you want to guess how much money this movie made? Uh, I'll say... Less than Titanic, I'll say. <laughs> I'm going to say it probably about broke even. I'll say 50. 17. Set no shit. This movie was a giant bomb. It says 17 wow. domestic, according to Wikipedia. It doesn't tell me anything about uh, wow. that's, worldwide. That's bad. It's really, really bad. Billy Zane signed on to do two sequels, yeah. and they were they never going to see the light of day. The oh, they were yeah. like, this is it. We made the... We found the goddamn triple skull... They were totally setting up. The, the way it ended, it totally felt like... They, oh, yeah. No, this was supposed to be a giant set-piece kind of franchise. It should have been. It no. <laughs> Is your life's work going to be to go in and, like... I want another Phantom movie in the worst way. <laughs> this is going to be your Howard Hughes, have enough money in the world, you can do anything you want. I'm going to do more Phantoms. Still starring Billy Zane. We, we talked to, I think I mentioned on this podcast about um, how I saw the the, the Batman um, the Batman the Animated Series when I was a little kid and my first inst- instinct was my dad's a probation officer and they didn't know that yeah and uh, I immediately thought like oh my god this is the guy who drives around in a black car who wears a special suit and he fights crime this is my dad <laughs> this is the show about my dad and like I ran to my dad. Many of Batman's authors have also thought that. Yes. <laughs> I ran to my dad to tell him this, how excited I was that there was a show. It was basically his life, and he could not have been less interested in it. <laughs> my dad does not like Batman at all. But uh, I remember when the... Because he's thinking of the Bill Dozier Batman. <laughs> Bill Dozier Batman? The, like, 66 Batman. Oh, the Adam West? The Adam West. Bill Dozier is, like, the EP on it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh... You charlatan. (laughs) (laughs) But when Phantom came out, my dad, somehow a big Phantom fan. No shit. He's like, this is my life. (laughs) Yeah. Which is weird because I feel like the Phantom peaked about 15 years before my dad was born. But my dad was all about this. I remember him telling me all about... You go watch this movie like, damn, my dad's a dumbass nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's part of why his was such a big deal to me. My dad told me all about the... He's got a skull ring. He's got a, a wolf named Devil. He's got this horse. And my dad was... <laughs> a horse? <laughs> <laughs> I think the horse has a name, but I can't remember it. Sure. <laughs> his, uh, white, his horse's name is... Charger? Nope. No? It is, uh, real on the nose, Hero. Hero, okay. Horse named Hero. Do you know what his jungle friends are named? What the the group of them is named? Yeah, uh, I should know this. The the jungle tribe, the thick, the string, the rope people. The rope people. Yeah, which is like a listen. That's not a racial slur. Yeah, but it's it's racial slur adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All these rope people out here. Oh my god! <laughs> if you said that, like if you said that on CNN, you'd be kicked off. You can't make a non-racist phantom movie. It just can't be. It fun. can't happen. Oh, man. I remember they, they uh, as part of the promotion for this movie, they gave away rings, like skull rings, at 7-Eleven if you bought a big gulp. 
I wanted one of those in the worst way. They probably still have a couple. <laughs> like, there's no way they moved all of them. At least once a year for the last 15 years, I've gone on eBay looking for that and thinking about buying one. <laughs> and I, I always talk myself out of that. I should just go ahead. Are they there? Is like, there? oh, Absolutely. how much do they cost? Not that much. Like, 10, 10 bucks? Like, 850? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my enemy ring. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, uh, Mike Clevins, had an extra one, and he was going to give it to me, and then he came back to school. He's like, oh, no, sorry, my dad my dad wanted this, so I will give it to you. <laughs> but is this movie does gangbusters with dads we are fighting at. That is the... That is... At the time, I thought that was bullshit, and he was lying to me, and then looking back, I'm like, no, I totally can see that. I, as a grown man, I still want a score Yeah, rate. sure. <laughs> I'm not sure there's anything like that that I would want. <laughs> you have, like, a whole collection of, like, superhero doll toys. Yeah, like, little, no, uh, and that's just in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even seen my bedroom. You've got RoboCop, you've got Iron Man. I have two man. giant boxes of comic books right yeah, there. Yeah, you can't talk shit. Another giant stack of comic books to your left. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of shit around here that's comic book related. Yeah. But none of that is as dumb as a goddamn skull ring. <laughs> I would like to think. You're would you wear that out and about, would, or would you just wear it on special events like your wedding day? <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with my ex, we came pretty close to getting engaged. I legitimately thought about, like, is there a way I can convince her to let me just wear a skull ring? <laughs> as your, like, engagement ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was sending me all these pictures of, like, like legitimate... Beautiful engagement rings. I'm sending you back like Greenland rings. <laughs> <laughs> and rings. Wait, doesn't the skull one mean we're enemies? No, but it'll be our thing. <laughs> as long as I don't mark you, as long as, as long as they don't punch you in the face with this ring. Oh my god, <laughs> Daniel! All right. Do you want Do you want to launch into this movie? Do you want to start getting into the beat by beat? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so excited. This movie's so good. How dare you! One sec while I pull this up. All right, so it starts off... Uh, Racistly. Yes. In the er, This is from the Wikipedia entry. In the early 16th century, a young boy helplessly witnesses his father's death at the hands of Kabai Sang, the ruthless leader of the Sang Brotherhood who attacked their ship. I love that we're immediately dropped in yeah. to giantly racist bullshit. It's, every Asian man has a Fu Manchu. <laughs> That's true. The white people are cowering in the corners. They're like, ho, 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 we will kill. <laughs> you know what I do like, though? They did not make this an origin story, like for most superhero movies. They just kind of give you a quick breakdown of what you need to know. No, they give you like 30 seconds of intro. Yeah to what's going on like it's the most normal story in the world that we all know yeah they present it like it's the murder of the Waynes or Uncle Ben's dying it's every I have no idea what's going on I uh, to keep going with the thing the boy jumps overboard and is washed ashore on an island called Bengala where he is found by tribesmen who take him to their village yes he is then given the skull ring and swears to devote his life to the destruction of piracy, greed, cruelty, and injustice. Yeah. I the the wording of the, the Phantom Opus, like he swears to to prevent 
piracy and greed in all its forms, which always bugs me because that that makes it sound like he's gonna come after people for like internet Napster and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, like <laughs> man, why does Lars Ulrich have a friendship ring <laughs> embedded on him? Well, he's fa- friends with the Phantom, clearly. <laughs> why did I have to say all its forms? <laughs> By the way, these uncomfortably racist shaman. Yes. They give ultra powers to a fucking six-year-old. Yeah, because he's white. Because he's a white kid. Yeah. Literally, they're like, man, look how clean this kid is. This yeah. is perfect. Yeah. Power the shit out of him. Yeah. And then he is gonna patrol the island of Bengala, or so right. it seems. Right. Which is a very small territory, it seems, <laughs> for him to have purview over. Yeah. The small island nation of Bengala in Africa or possibly Asia. Totally <laughs> Somewhere where there's not white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's literally all If you found out it was India, I wouldn't be surprised. It could be India. It could be India for all we know. Uh, the role of the Phantom is passed on from father to son through mm-hmm. centuries, leading people to believe in a single immortal figure and accordingly nickname him the Ghost Who Walks and the Man Who Never Dies. Does he not die? He dies, but he comes back. But then he does die sometimes. Yeah. Well, he doesn't stay dead. So, like, the, all his ancestors are still walking around? There's, like, 20 dudes walking around that island? No. I have no idea what the mechanics of this is. No, what it is is they, they think it's... People think the Phantom is one person. Yes. And so one of them dies, and then another guy shows up, and they think it's the same one. And so they think that he never died. They think that he... So there's he has no personal uh, regenerative ability. No, he's just okay. He's just a guy in a purple suit with some guns. Okay, I thought. So what the fuck are his powers? Guns. Guns, right? Yeah. He's he just has rings. Guns he just, and punching. Guns and punching. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. In <laughs> it's not great. In 1938, Kit Walker, yes. as played by Billy Zane, the 21st Phantom... Can I tell you, I have probably seen this movie five times. This is my first time. I don't think I ever realized this was a period piece. <laughs> I don't think I ever realized this took place in the 30s. Does that matter? No, all? it never comes up that they're in the 30s. The only thing is, it's set in a world before cell phones. I feel like a lot of movies at this point, it's like, world before cell phones, world after cell phones. This movie was released before cell phones. Yeah, it was released in 1996. Yeah. No, there's no reason for them to be in 1938. The fashion's different. That's about the only... That's the only thing. And people are a little bit like, Treat Williams is very 1938 in this movie. He's very like, hey, how you doing, everybody? I guess he sort of is, yeah. But he's the only one who got the memo. Yeah, I just thought it was a weird choice. Cause with that and pontoon boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pontoon boats are big. <laughs> they were really big in the 1930s. They were like the Uber of the day. <laughs> with the, the Phantom, more than maybe any other superhero, you can really put him in any time period. Because it's a series of, of different guys. Sure. You could have him in the future, you could have him in the present day, you could have him in any point in the last 500 years. Yeah. So I just thought that was a, a weird choice to put in the 30s instead of the present. Well, listen, if you're going to have like a thousand Phantom movies, you need to start way back in the past. <laughs> and then we're building up to modern day. <laughs> Might have been what they were thinking. Could be. Could be. <laughs> it just would have been nice if there had been some... I don't know if there had been some Nazis in this. If there had been something that... there's a reason for it to be the 30s. Yeah, there's no reason for anything in this movie. That's what you're forgetting. I disagree. I disagree. In 1938, Kit Walker, as played by Billy Zane, finds a man named... Masterfully. 
finds a man named Quill, <laughs> played by James Rebar, leading a mercenary group in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the group is searching for one of the skulls of Toganda, mm-hmm. which grants its owner a tremendous destructive power. Yeah. It's at this point that we see the Phantom for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I feel comfortable talking about the Phantom and his look now. First of all, before we even get into the purple, there's a lot of skulls on his costume. There is. And I've been coded to believe that skulls mean you're the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he looks like... uh, He looks like someone who's, like, way too into MMA. Yeah, he has a lot of tap-out stuff on. Yeah, yeah, and affliction and all that. It looks like it could be, like, a long-sleeve version of, like, a tap-out shirt. You say to the guy wearing a kickboxing hat. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get an exclamation point on it. (laughs) Kickboxing! You just need to have the gist of sports! (laughs) Uh, But I uh, I also noticed that shirt is very thin. He's very nipply. You can see his nipples half yeah, the time. Very nipply. <laughs> very nipply. Which raises the question there's clearly no body armor of any kind in that shirt. It's not camouflage. It's. It sticks reverse. out. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. very noticeable. It's a very bright purple. Right. So, what is the purpose of this suit? Who made this suit? <laughs> Why is this suit. The rope people? Yeah, the rope people are like, hey, we made you a thing. Hopefully, this asshole dies. <laughs> like, they're just trying to get rid of him yeah. nonstop. Yeah. He looks like the Fruit of the Loom grape. <laughs> it's bright purple. It's bright purple. Uh, did you ever have you ever seen that Mitchell and Webb look? It's a British TV show, sketch yeah. show. It's a brilliant show. Okay. You, you sh- I recommend it to everybody. But uh, in there, they have a sketch where it's like two Nazi foot soldier guys just hanging out at camp, and then one of them like brings up to the other, he's like, "Hey, we have a lot of skulls on our stuff. Do you think we're the bad guys?" <laughs> they look around. People are like drinking out of skull mugs and stuff. That's <laughs> like a thing about during this movie. Like, he really needs to look around. Like. Man, maybe I'm a dick here. I have a lot of skulls. That doesn't really say protection. Yeah. He wears a skull on his ring. He's got a skull on his belt. His skull's on the purple suit. He lives in a giant skull. There's nowhere he can't have a skull that he has. Everywhere there's skull possibilities, he's done it. Yeah. Uh, You know who he looks like, though? Uh, Night Owl 1 from Watchmen. Like, his his hood and his mask and stuff, kind of a similar look. Do you remember when they had, like, Sexy Hamburglar for a minute? No, I don't remember this. You don't remember this? This is a very different porn site. This this, re- this relatively recently. Uh-huh. Uh, no, McDonald's had, like, a Hamburglar guy. They cast just, like, a live-action Hamburglar. Uh-huh. And he was, like, a really sexy guy. Like, full 12-pack abs yeah. and, like, strong jaw and all that. Just a good-looking guy. This looks like if they tried to do the same thing for Grimace. <laughs> and tried to like sex appeal the shit out of the Grimace character. Shirtless Hamburglar? Yeah. Did you not know about this? This was in the last five years. This is a real thing? This is a real thing, yeah. Oh yeah, I will I fucking show you Sexy Hamburglar. Okay. Uh, he... This fucking costume. <laughs> it, it had to be the reason it bombed. Everybody looked at this and was like, this is... What about this costume like appealed to dads? <laughs> Dad love this movie. Well, we've often spoken that like you have a deep affection for dad culture. Love that. Love that. <laughs> and like you've gotten deep enough into Normcore at times that you're like not sure you remember if you like it or not. 
There's a lot of things I do that started off ironically and have become genuine. Yes. I started just... It's the reason I won't look into Scientology. <laughs> I started off, I used to, just as a joke, my, my friend's dad walks around just holding up his shirt and just rubbing his belly. <laughs> and I started doing it to imitate him. And I started doing it unthinkingly, not ironically. It's, it's the same way I say the word hella. You know what I mean? <laughs> same reason I won't try butt stuff. Uh, <laughs> check it out. I pulled up a photo. Come on. Because okay. I want to move my computer. Yeah. Sexy hamburger. <laughs> he's wearing a shirt, though. He's wearing a he's... shirt. No, but at points, I'm pretty sure you see him shirtless, or I just okay. had a weird dream one time. I think, yeah. <laughs> By the way, sweet shoes on the sexy hamburger. What are you... <laughs> Look at those. Those are great shoes. <laughs> is there like some kind of Air Jordan? Yeah, right. Type? He is fucking down to clown. Yeah. I want to see when we get sexy hamburger hamburger movie. Oh, I would watch that. Like really sexy, like all of them, like Ronald and the Nugget weirdos. When you said, and, uh, when you said live action hamburger, that's that was my thinking is that they were going to make a Ronald McDonald movie, just like a shared MCU style universe of all of them. Oh no, no, the way to go! Don't do it MCU. Do it DC. Make it super dark and gritty. Oh, yeah, yeah, Snyder. yeah. Just give them to Frank Miller. Yeah, oh, my God. Ronald McDonald's just doing coke. <laughs> Grimace lost a child, please. <laughs> uh, let me pull back up the thing. Uh, the Phantom saves the native boy they, uh, that they have kidnapped to be their guide and captures Quill's men leaving them to be picked up by the Jungle Patrol when their leader escapes. Before that, there's a, a moment uh, when they're trying to get the skull out of the cave, and there, there's like this mummy skeleton? Yeah, it's like a skeleton. It's a skeleton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they, uh, the, the skull is like right at like its feet, and uh, the guy picks up the, the skull, he turns sure. around, the skeleton like grabs him. Chokes him to death! Yeah. And they're, they don't, they don't fucking freak out at all. I'm so yeah. glad you mentioned this. Yeah. I could talk about every shot in this movie for an hour and a half. Yeah. They, yeah. They, no, they're like, ah, oh, that's fucking... That was weird. We gotta get out of here. Yeah. They're like, was that a skeleton? They're like, well, rushing out. They're like, okay, we gotta grab a bunch of golden shit, then we'll, we'll get out. Yeah, no, they're like, get as much as you can. I was like, no, you you just were in the middle of some fucked up shit. Yeah. The world is a different place than yeah. we knew about it right. before this. Right, it's gonna can come to life. That changes everything. It's a total game changer. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you always know, like, those ghost hunting shows are bullshit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we would find out about this on NBC or something. Yeah. This They would break in for this. They would cut into the middle of the amazing race. <laughs> if anyone had any kind of proof that goes for real, it, it changes everything. Quill, revealed as a member of the Sang Brotherhood, and the man who killed Kit's Is father. He actually a member of the Sang Brotherhood? Apparently. I was not clear. I have no, That's news to me. Yeah. He flees with the skull and he returns to the Sang United States. The, the pirates from the beginning, from 500 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Billy Zane, sexing it up like mad. Yeah. We are getting sexy, sexy Billy Zane. You know, he, uh, they, they originally had, like, a bodysuit for him. Word. To, to make him, uh, all muscly. But he worked out so much that they decided not to use it. He looks great. He looks really good. He looks really good in this movie. Yeah. Good for you, Billy Zane. I'm yeah. sorry you put so much work into this movie. <laughs> I thank you, Billy Zane. Thank you. Every day, I give thanks to Billy Zane. <laughs> you kneel in beneficence. Yeah. All blessings and peace be upon him. <laughs> He has a scene where he's like he ends up talking to his father, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, his ghost, ghost dad, ghost dad. <laughs> <laughs> which 
which I want the entire movie to be. Yeah. And he has his little Asian I want assistant. His dad to be Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he's talking to his assistant, and he's like kind of shitty towards him. Yeah. And if you rewatch that scene, it's exactly Zat Brannigan and Kip Kroger. Oh my god! It is. <laughs> it's a hundred percent like the put upon. Like, yes, sir, I'll go get my thing, and him yes, just so he walks. <laughs> it's a it, it's a shocking. <laughs> this movie's so bad. Again, just that I feel like they could have cut out that racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is added racism. He chose to include that. I'm so worried that this description is going to leave out so much good stuff. They, uh, they Lord help you if this description does not have the murderous uh, microscope. <laughs> oh, I love the. Well, I don't want to jump ahead, but I have so much to say about that murderous microscope. We will get to. I will be sure to get to it. How did you feel about the the ghost dad? Because he doesn't come up that often. No, he's in like two scenes. Yeah. How does Billy Zane feel about it? No, how do you feel? Do you think that that? I thought it was super confusing because I didn't know if he's like a real entity. I didn't know if he was Billy Zane's mind. I I had no idea what was going on. It was just somebody dropping in from time to time. A better actor dropping into this movie from time to time. And it kind of didn't fit into the world. It never gave anything to the script. It never gave a moment of exposition or uh, emotion. And it just there's nothing. No one else seems to to treat ghosts as being like a thing in this world. And there's no explanation. People actively overlook the paranormal in this movie. Yeah. People are actively like, eh, I bet that mummy didn't kill him. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also they kind of set up this subplot about like uh, Quill killed Billy Zane's dad. The the twenty. Yeah, yeah. He stabbed him. Stabbed him. Yeah. Uh, when. Because Patrick McGowan's old as shit. Yeah. Was it recently? Was it a long time ago? Was Patrick McGowan the Phantom into his, like, 60s? I guess. I guess? Because he's... I mean, you're not going to age as a ghost, right? So he's got to be, like, the age that he was when he died. Do ghosts age? I don't think so. Why would ghosts age? Do ghosts go back to, like, whatever age they want to be? What if you die as a baby? Are you just a baby ghost forever? That sounds like hell. You think he... You think he's older than this guy, and he chose to... That was the age he chose to be, like, 65. <laughs> Listen, man, yeah, that's it, when I was in my he was really killing it. He could have been throwing dick all around town. <laughs> but they... Maybe it's just like, uh, I don't want to be a ghost that's worried about, like, getting erections and stuff. Can I just skip to my age when I was, like, past all that? They, they kind of set up this subplot, though, about how he's got to avenge his dad's death. And but his dad doesn't really seem that hung up on it. Yeah, that's like yeah, it happens. I'm like you're the you're, you're I'm the twentieth Phantom. Yeah, shit happens. I was a, I was in the middle of a murderous place for a long time. I mean, it's a sixty-five. It's the yeah. Phantom. That's pretty decent. You know what? That's sooner or later you got to go. Yeah, right. You don't sign up to be the Phantom and think you're never going to get stabbed. It's really lucky for the Phantom that he always had a Phantom ready aged son when he died. <laughs> Like, there there had to be a couple of gaps along the way, or, like, I'm amazed they all had sons. Yeah. (laughs) God damn, guys. I think there might be a thing in the the comics where, like, some, I think there might have been some female fandoms who, like, took over at some point, that when... So they were very progressive sexually, (laughs) but racially, they were all over the place. (laughs) No, I don't think all over the place. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so let's go continue with the, the... Yeah. 
In New York City, Kit's ex-girlfriend from college, Diana Palmer, mm-hmm. is a frequent traveler whose uncle, Dave Palmer, is the famous owner of the World Tribune newspaper. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is in this movie. Yeah. We're getting that. Kirstie Swanson. Christy. I always say Kirstie. Yeah. Uh, I ne- it takes us about an hour to learn that no, they know each other. It's weird that... Because I, I was reading about this, and they said that she was in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie... Which is weird because there was no Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. There was six seasons of the show. They had three seasons. <laughs> then they took a break, and there's only they put out Hush. Yeah, and then they have the, the episode Hush. They started with the fifth season. And weirdly, and there's, there's like an army guy in there yeah. <laughs> for a hot minute in that show. <laughs> six seasons plus one episode and no movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is all that was. Your eyes are just getting progressively <laughs> smaller. Your pupils are just <laughs> constricting and constricting as you keep saying yeah, this. Christy Swanson was never Buffy. That's she was never Buffy the Vampire. That's so weird. Wikipedia is, is uh, letting us down. <laughs> the paper has been investigating power-hungry businessman Xander Drax. By the way, this movie has a quill and a Drax. Xander Drax is the best name. It's a great name. I'm not going to attack the name Xander Drax for the life of me. That is a great name. If you name your kid Xander Drax, there's no way he's not going to grow up to be a villain. No, he's pretty... But he's going to be a pretty successful one. Yeah. There's no hench Xander Drax. (laughs) But there's never going to be a president Xander Drax. No, no. Maybe a porn star. Never a president. (laughs) He is a shady character with a reputation for having dealings with criminals. Mm-hmm. Mr. Palmer has managed to uncover that Drax is connected to a mysterious spiderweb symbol, which he traces back to the Bengala jungle. Do we get much out of the spider symbol other than, like... That's the same brother. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, the movie, like, starts off with that yeah. shot of that symbol, like the flag of the pirate. I thought it was going to be much bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah, doesn't really mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> He sends Diana to investigate, and en route, her airplane is hijacked by female air pirates employed by Drax and led by the femme fatale Sala. Catherine Zeta-Jones is in this movie. This was like her first American movie, by the way. Was it really? Yeah, she was a a foreign actress, and she came... Did she think all American movies were like this? This is my only... her career. Yeah, this really... Like, three years later, she was winning an Academy Award... And five years later, she's doing T-Mobile commercials. <laughs> Three years later, she won the Academy Award for this movie. <laughs> what happened to Catherine Jones? She just she went from being like an A-list movie uh, actress to just falling off the map completely. Well, her, her pussy gave Michael Douglas cancer. That's a, that's a career killer. <laughs> she just exiled. From that's Michael a career problem. She's <laughs> <laughs> got a killer pussy. We can't let. We can't her have her on set. We don't know what's going on. That's not sexy, having a killer pussy. <laughs> Medically accurate. <laughs> oh, there's so much to talk about here. Yeah. Female air pirates, which immediately places it into the realm of uh, the Phantom. Yes. Uh, we have passed by Xander Drax's use of a microscope. Yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Oh, this is... It's like a guy who's, like, uh, fucked up his business a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a scene... A toady businessman. This is like man. what I think of when I think of this movie. I remember this made such a big impact on me as a kid. This was such a freaky, awesome, fucked up, scary scene. So he has this gold microscope in his office, and he's kind of playing with it, and he adjusts the... The, the knobs on it? Yeah, setting on it. Yeah. yeah. And these, like, two knives that like, shoot out the die holes when he does that. And, uh, so there's some guy who, he, 
he, he knew, I guess this guy like works for the library or something, and he, he told uh, Arnold Palmer, or whoever, uh, Diana's uncle. <laughs> Arnold Palmer, yeah, or yeah. Dave Palmer. <laughs> Dave Palmer. <laughs> Arnold Palmer, it's a big subplot in this movie that he's a lemonade <laughs> magnet. <laughs> um, and that, so he, he tells him that, uh, that Xander Drax has been looking at this spiderweb symbol, and Xander Drax somehow finds out that he's been revealing this. Yeah. So he calls him in to his office, and he asks if he's been spreading secrets around. The guy says no. He says, okay. Well, then have a look through my microscope. <laughs> sure, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he, uh, he takes off his glasses, hands them to Xander, and he's like, oh, I can't see anything in this microscope. He's like, oh, adjust the... the Little knob on this side. Yeah. And then he, he just screams, and Xander's like, like, well, you're not going to be needing these anymore. Well, the glasses. well, and the uh, what he was focusing on yes. says, liar. <laughs> yes. How much extra time does Xander Drax have throughout his day to set up elaborate murder plots that only he's going to know about? It's not like he can show this off to anybody else. And you just tell people you did this. There's like a moment where it like focuses. So it's like a it's a real microscope then. Yeah, which is completely unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, do you, do you think he was killed by this? I don't think those knives are that big. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, too. Was he killed? Was he just maimed? Yeah. Uh, they don't. I'm not sure how far back they go. If that's a killing blow, maybe he's just super retarded from now right. on. I uh, also think, like, you're not... When you're adjusting a microscope, you're not making these huge movements back and forth where you're going to be shooting the knife. Yeah, like an eye doctor. Is it better like this? Better like yeah. this. You're going to be, like, really suddenly. You're going to be like, oh, fuck. You, I just poked myself in the eye. Oh, what Jesus. the fuck is this? <laughs> Why would you do that? Xander, are you a Why villain? Why would you have a microscope like this? Xander, were you trying to murder me? <laughs> yeah. Where did you get this custom microscope? How much free time do you possibly have That's that this is... Yeah. Weirdest death trap. <laughs> There's like a three-minute scene of him just like, Why, yeah. Xander? Why would you do this? <laughs> There's easier ways to kill me. Just to, to stab me in the neck when I'm looking at it. Shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> I could not be more available right now. I couldn't be more defenseless. Guy. Yeah, I'm a nerdy little librarian man. <laughs> I'm a 1930s dick. Come yeah. on, yeah, you can't not kill me when I'm in here. <laughs> Push me out a window. That freaked me out so much as a kid, though. That that knife in the in the eye. I think it's the way I want to go. I think <laughs> if I had to choose a way, <laughs> do you think he bought that specifically for that guy, or did he just have this ready to go already? Oh, I think he's used this several times. I think there is like a yeah, he is. He like drops the body, and the LAPD keeps being like, or the NYPD, I guess would be uh, NYPD is like, who keeps doing these goddamn eye murders? Do <laughs> you think there's ever been anyone who's just like, no, I'm, I'm good? Yeah. Because that, that's not, like, a normal thing to to just casually say, like, hey, I have a, micro, a microscope here. Why don't you look through this? Nah, man, I'm cool. <laughs> We're in, like, an office building. We're not in a laboratory. What are you, three? No, yeah. I'm not going to look through your microscope. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, did you find a cool bug I need to take a look at? I'm not Kick a rocks. Yeah. Yeah, go, I, I don't know. I He's like, oh, I want you to take a look and see if you can identify this for I'm not a scientist. I don't know what shit. any of it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to know. I wear glasses. I can't see for shit. <laughs> what? 
I wanted him to, to like be looking through this like, oh, it says liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just takes one quick look like yeah. he doesn't. He just takes out the slide. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You don't even need a microscope. It says liars right here. <laughs> I didn't lie. <laughs> you sure you don't want to look more closely? No, it's. I can see it. And see it from here. I don't even have to move the slide. It's yeah. just right there. <laughs> You know, there's some knives in this thing. You gotta, you gotta be careful. How did he see it all with those knives yeah, there? That's my problem. It was like a working microscope that also had knives. The I, the knives would take up... We're getting really... Yeah. We're going to have to reconstruct this once what's going to happen. The knives should be blocking your view. 100%. He doesn't have to put the word liar in there. No. That's overkill. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> there's a moment where he sees the word liar, and there's like a beat, and then he screams. And then he screams. Yeah. So he clearly saw the word liar. But it takes the Xander Drax is a genius in engineering. Just sell this if you want power. Yeah. Just sell this shit out. You're a murder genius. Yeah. You could be like Arcade in the X-Men. Just do this all the time. Clearly you can murder. Do that. Yeah. Do what you love. That's what I say. Yeah. I really like... Uh, who's the guy that plays Xander Drax? Treat Williams. He's really good. He does a great job. I think he is acting... I think him and Catherine Zeta-Jones fucking bring it yeah. in this movie. The way he... After he kills me, he's just like... He's holding the glasses. Uh, well, you're not going to need these anymore. And just snap them. It's great. It's really good. He's. A, you're not going to hear Treat Williams' complaints from me. Yeah. He's never going to get the recognition he deserves, but Treat Williams is good in everything. Yeah. He really is. He's a very good actor. Uh, to continue with the movie... Diana is kidnapped and taken to their base on the waterfront in Bengala. By the air pirates. By the air pirates. We're going to come up a lot in this movie. They're very important. It's <laughs> not big there's a big They needed to be part of this. Oh, there's only one way to have this movie, and yeah. it's with air pirates. Can't do it without air pirates. All female air pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Having been, it's gonna come up. My favorite line in this movie is, "Oh yeah, there's a, there's a, I think I know." <laughs> <laughs> Having been informed of Diana's kidnapping by the Jungle Patrol's Captain Philip Horton, the Phantom rescues Diana and escapes from Quill and his men to his headquarters, the Skull Cave. Okay, so this is the big rescue scene. Yeah. The Phantom shows up. He's, like, going around trying to rescue her. Uh-huh. He breaks into the women's locker room by accident, and then he jumps down a laundry chute of some kind, yeah. and he ends up exactly where Christy Swanson and Catherine Zeta-Jones are. <laughs> Lands on his feet. <laughs> what is this, a ship full of women? <laughs> <laughs> The greatest line in this movie. What is this? A ship full of women with a line read given by Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, what is this? Uh, a ship full of women. women? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes Apparently, yes, it is, Phantom. Yeah. It is a ship full of women. Please take this more seriously for a moment. And he drops incredulous. He yeah. doesn't like look around and take time to appreciate the yeah. situation. Well, there's a lot of women on this ship. What is this? No, he drops hands already out. Like, yeah. can you believe this? What is this? A ship full of women? <laughs> if the trailer was anything but that moment, they wasted it. You could show me a three-second trailer. Him dropping down. What is this, a ship full of women? What is this, a ship full of women? <laughs> that needs to be your hat. <laughs> I want to... Oh, I still want to use that as a pickup line. Like, go in the bar, it's like, hey, what is this, a bar full of women? <laughs> 
The Phantom kind of sucks as a hero. <laughs> He's constantly physically overwhelmed. <laughs> He's con- For being an in-shape guy, Billy Zane is constantly being held back by 110-pound actress extras. There's this, uh, this thing that I, I kind of noticed uh, in this scene that I want to bring it up here, that Billy Zane... Billy Zane was really into the Phantom and, like, all about this role. Before this or, like... Before this. Okay. And uh, he read, like, a ton of Phantom comics, and he said he modeled his body language off the comics. <laughs> which you could... Which is both awesome, and it also... And a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. It means he's moving in a really weird way. Yeah, it's very two-dimensional yeah. all the time. He's just kind of going from pose to pose as quickly as possible yeah. a lot of times. There's a lot of moments where he's just standing there with his fists on his hips... And he's standing and moving in ways that real people don't move. Yeah. Phantom, that has to be incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> There's no way that that feels good. He's like, not at all. Yeah. And the way that he, like, jumps through this laundry chute, he almost does, like, a cannonball with like, his arms, like, close to his chest. Yeah. Like this. And it's, he's moving in weird, comic booky ways. Yeah, which part of me appreciates, like... I appreciate the effort. I think it's a dumb idea. It's a dumb idea, but... Part of me thinks, okay, it's an old-timey comic book. You should kind of act Mm old-timey. But you can do that without doing what he's doing. Do what Treat Williams is doing. He's acting old-timey and fun. All right. So uh, let's let's keep going. Sure. Well, no, we have to talk about the pontoon escape where he flies away and then the wolf tells the horse (laughs) to go catch up to him. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the sentence I just said, Danny? Yes. yes. The wolf told the horse yes. that the guy said, so they all speak the same language. By the way, the phantom for having grown up in Africa speaks the Queen's English. Yes. Uh, the, the phantom dangles okay. out of a pontoon boat. Yeah. There's a couple issues with this scene. The, the horse, the, uh, the wolf telling the horse this. Then it also posits that this horse is capable of Outrunning a plane. Catching up to the plane. Yeah. yeah. He, the plane has a w- wild head start. Yes. And the horse catches up to it and then slows down enough for them to safely drop. Yes. They climb out of the plane onto the pontoon of the plane. Uh, the phantom drops onto the horse, then Diana... Destroying his balls. Yes. yes. It's unbelievable. Right. It might just be like... It's like an eight-foot drop. Like, right. not that much, but he drops... Straight. Dick first. Yeah. Onto a galloping horse yes. from a plane that's going God knows how fast. Right. That is, if you wanted to torture the secrets out of someone, <laughs> that is how you would do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's worst case ball scenario. <laughs> and then Diana drops into his arms. The plane hits a mountain, and uh, there's a. I can't even fault this movie specifically. This is a problem. I can. <laughs> the plane like, immediately explodes. Just like every vehicle. Yeah, yeah, this is really bad. It's, yeah. it's, it's a great example of everything around us is constantly waiting to explode. Yeah. We live in the most dangerous world possible. Any uh, damage. Boom. Yeah, the slightest fender bender, yeah. and it's, we're it's, all going to die. <laughs> it's like a whole universe made out of uh, uh, pintos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this movie. Uh... <laughs> Where was I? There, at his skull fortress that he has brought this woman that does not know him to. The skull cave. The skull cave. 
you know, just to put her at ease, bring, you, bring her to her skull cave. Uh, hangs out there with his roommate, He-Man. <laughs> and the wolf and the horse. Yes. <laughs> One scene of them playing Jim Rummy. There, Diana meets with Horton, where she is informed by the Phantom and Horton that she is involved with the Sang Brotherhood. Horton is the, uh, the jungle control British guy. Right. Is he, or is he the Asian gal uh, Friday? Uh, I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they're, they're both in this thing, so... I can look this up. It's Robert Colby. Yeah, yeah, it's Captain Philip Horton. Yeah. The super British, wearing a pith helmet. He looks like the guy from uh, Jumanji. Yes. The, the hunter guy. Uh, the Phantom tells Horton to use the Jungle Patrol, mm-hmm. another vaguely racist term. Yeah. But I think the Jungle Patrol are white, aren't they? Are they? I thought it was all the British guys. Oh, maybe. The Phantom tells Horton to use the Jungle Patrol to take care of Diana and return her to New York while he goes after the Brotherhood. There's also a scene where the, the Phantom brings out like some black pearls and puts it on Diana. and he just has It's a pimp whole, move. Yeah, it's a good move. He has this whole like treasure chest. It's never explained at all how... How he got rich. that. Yeah. It's... It's like a weird kind of... He's stealing from pirates, I guess, and their treasure chests, and then just keeping it? And he said something about the the pearls being like a gift to his ancestor from like the king of Spain or something. Do you think he's just always saving rich people? No, I think he's lying. <laughs> I think he's just... Yeah, they're just glass. <laughs> oh, the pearls shattered. That's weird. <laughs> Damn Spanish. <laughs> Damn lazy Spanish. He gets really racist about it. <laughs> uh, back in New York, Kit, now dressed as his civilian self, Billy Zane, can't wipe the handsome off this dude, by the way. Very handsome. Very handsome guy in this movie. Kit Walker. Kit Walker. Meets with Mr. Palmer at the Tribune building, and once again meets with Diana, who has mixed feelings about him since his sudden disappearance several years before. Yeah, I guess they went to college? They went to college together because there's eight people in this universe. Yeah. yeah. They, like, dated in college or something, right? And then he just mysteriously disappeared, I guess, when his dad died. It, that felt kind of unnecessary to have him have his previous... No, yeah, there's nothing gained from it because they start back at square one. Yeah. You can just seduce her from this point on, Phantom. It was just a big coincidence. Yeah, they happen to go, oh, we used to be roommates back in New York. We had some crazy times. Diana's would-be suitor, Jimmy Wells, mentions that he has seen one of the skulls in the Museum of Natural History. That bothered me. Thank God. Oh, you just saw it? Thank God. There's never... No, not even that he just saw it. He said... I saw, he's like a 30-year-old man. He said, I had a birthday party at the Museum of Natural History when I was 12, and I saw this. I remember seeing a skull like this 18 years ago. 18 years ago, for a moment, at a distance, at a birthday party. As a child. As a child. There's never any effort in this movie to find the skulls. No. We immediately find the first one, first scene. Somebody just remembers where the other one is, and then those two point to the third one. And then we have the hit. Let's not. No, we'll get to that. I I want nothing more than a Kit Walker Phantom College Years show. That's all I want. Like him trying out for frats, <laughs> and like I think they did have a. If you tell me there is a Phantom College Years show that I have not been aware of, <laughs> and that we could have been talking about instead, there's a. Phantom I will brand you with my enemy's <laughs> ring. <laughs> I 
Are you allowed to brand people with two different rings? What happens if someone has the friend ring? Yeah, it's a really strong sentiment. He holds grudges like a motherfucker. (laughs) There's a Phantom miniseries that I think is set in the present day. I think he's a college-age guy in that. Is it Saved by the Bell college years adjacent? (laughs) Yes. He's got, like, crazy long mullet. (laughs) (laughs) He's just constantly drunk. Zach finds out he's the Phantom. Yes, Zach finds out he's the Phantom. That's the movie. We can save all of this. Oh, my God. I would watch the hell out of Saved by the Phantom. Saved by... Listen, this is a problem with us where we do have... Every time we get together, I feel like we, like, pitch a new miniseries to each other. (laughs) (laughs) We have about five or six that we just have float... We have a couple of really good ones that have great ideas that if we put any effort into... (laughs) We we would be really successful. But here we are, watching the Phantom. I think we're we're making good use of our time. (laughs) There's nothing I would rather be doing. Oh, boy. And there's also a Phantom TV show that was set in the future that I think was a young college... Beep, boop, Phantom, Phantom. (laughs) Phantom 2040. No shit. And when was it made? far in the future. (laughs) Yeah, anymore. 2000? Oh, that's not even that far. You're going to see the year 2040. Don't make it a year you're going to see. Then you look like an asshole. That's so dumb when they do that. I know. They made a, a Zorro TV show that's set in the future, but it was like 2015. God damn it, guys. He's, like, he's got like a laser There's 2800 or something. Just do that. Yeah, also, don't make Zorro in the future. Yeah. Zorro in the future is a bad idea. It doesn't make sense. Everybody's yeah. going to have lasers and stuff. Yeah, and part of Zorro's appeal is like that, that time period. Yeah, it has to be a period piece kind of stupid. thing. That's another period piece movie that kind of didn't do too well. Actually, that one did okay. No, that was great. Yeah, that, that one did pretty well. The, you're talking about uh, Mask of Zorro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mask of Zorro was great. Legend of Zorro was stupid. That's it. Also, Catherine Zeta-Jones. She was really big into these. That's just what she thought American movies were. <laughs> yeah, you show up, guy in a mask. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where, where are Ship we? full of women. Ship full of women. I get it. Every, every episode, I think of a better name for this podcast. <laughs> Ship full of women is pretty great. a podcast called Ship full of women. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little tempted. Kitten <laughs> uh, die in a hurry there to the Museum of Natural History and are captured by Drax and his men. Well, first, they she wants to come up with some elaborate plan to steal the skulls. He just grabs, like, a post and just smashes the glass <laughs> in the middle of this crowded museum. It's a great, this is how women are, this is how men are kind of thing. <laughs> like, this would have killed it open like night at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> women be coming up with elaborate plans for stealing skulls. You can't stop a woman from coming up with elaborate plans for stealing skulls. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, Can I ever tell you about the, um, the the character I wanted to do that never really took off? Is this another blackface thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> so we both I'm have blackface things. <laughs> we both have a weird fascination with the concept that we are in a profession that has roots. It, like, had a stopover yeah. in blackface. You know, Bob Hope started as a blackface? No that, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was, like, it's that recent. This yeah, it's, recent. no, it's, there's people alive, but, yeah. There was a point where people were doing blackface, and they weren't even doing, like, racist jokes. It was just, like, <laughs> that was... Yeah, so my ex-wife that. has been weird lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, in blackface, like, what's the deal with their life? We've <laughs> got blackface Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that's the character. <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wanted to, I had a, a date with this woman... And then at the last minute, she called me, and she's like, hey, uh, can't do it tonight. 
I burned myself very badly. <laughs> and uh, and she, she turned out to be fine. She, sure. She's okay. But uh, I wanted to do a character like like the the incredibly unrelatable stand up observational stand up. He's like, hey, you ever notice that every time you got a date with a woman, she sets herself on fire? <laughs> What's the deal with that? Well, you've been dating so many monks. <laughs> hey, you ever notice that sometimes you're doing karate in the park? And then you just find like a whole cache of Fabergé eggs. You're <laughs> <laughs> that up, you. Uh, totally unrelatable to this city. <laughs> Am I right, guys? <laughs> All right. So, so what do you do for work, Pope? <laughs> <laughs> Kit and Diana hurry there and are kidnapped by Drax and his men. Is it ever explained how he knows where the skull is? I think he had a birthday party. That <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, birthday party. He just like touches on it in the most brief way possible. The, the, I was the fan at that birthday. I was at that birthday. Party. Yeah, just that guy John Tenney comes in. Who was the guy? He comes in. He's like, oh, he was at the party. And he just walks right back out. <laughs> we all have connections from years ago. It was a very listen. We killed a guy, buried the body. We all remember everything about that day. Uh, they're captured by Drax and his men, who steal the second skull from Kit and unite it with the first, revealing the location of the third skull on an uncharted island known as the Devil's Vortex on the Yellow Sea. Yes, and lasers come out of the skull. Lasers come out of the skull. Point to a, a map on the wall. Point to, what would Thank they, God it's there. Yeah, what would they have done if there's no map? <laughs> Thank God there's a map right there yeah. that they can point to. Because the legend's supposed to be that the two skulls together will point to the, the location of the third yeah. one. What if there was just a map that didn't have that? Yeah, it was just of, like, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> it's just still way off to the side. It's, like, etching its own map into the <laughs> thing. It's like, this is really going to take a while. Oh, that's doing the damn Rand McNally symbol. Hurry up. <laughs> that actually would have made more sense and been a cooler scene if it had etched out its own map. Yeah, right? Just into the... It could do it in one burst. Yeah. You know, just, like, one big blazer thing. Yeah. Instead of, like, a... Uh, what are the, uh, is that like a 3D printer or something? Yeah. How, who made this legend that the two skulls would point to the the third? These I believe the Phantom. No, yeah. <laughs> they haven't been separated previously. To I think the the Bengali people had them all together, and then they got separated. Where did this legend come from? I have no idea. There's no root in what kind of mythology. That, that always bugs me. Anytime there's magic or legends in a movie, I'm always like, yeah, according to who? At least tie it back to, like, Norse mythology. It's something, you know what I mean? Give me anything. It is bugs me, just mythology in general. It's like, who's making this up? Yeah. How do we... Somebody started this. Yeah. This came out of somebody's mouth for the first time somewhere. Yeah. Uh, also, the, it points to... It's a big, giant map of the world. Yeah. And it gives us the point where it is. That's still a big fucking area. Yeah. There's still like a hundred yeah. miles it's just diameter. Island. Yeah, it's an entire island. This is going to take weeks to search. Nope. Nope. They find it almost immediately. <laughs> immediately. Like, step off the plane, yeah. accidentally step on it for a second. Oh, shit, no. Here it is. <laughs> in this uncharted island in the Devil's Vortex. Yes. Kit sees his father's old skull belt buckled around Cool's waist and realizes that he is his father's killer. Was it a belt buckle? I thought it was the, it was the whole belt. That's what the thing says. Is his oh. belt? His belt buckled around. Oh, okay. uh, he manages to escape from him and it's his like henchmen. Gun belt. I don't know if we mentioned this, but the, the Phantom carries two guns. Yeah, he has two pistols at all times. Yeah. Uh, 
because that's his power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was I? He manages to escape from him and his henchmen, and as the Phantom evades the police outside the museum. Drax is allied with New York's corrupt police commissioner, who Mr. Palmer informed him of Diana's trip. Meanwhile, Sala flies Drax, Quill, and Diana, Drax's phantom insurance, after Sala revealed that Diana is his girlfriend, to the Devil's Vortex, not knowing that the phantom has managed to hitch a ride on one of the plane's pontoon landings. I think we, we skipped over something. Not We've sure. skipped over a ton. Yeah. This is where the movie makes very little sense to me. There's one moment where they were, uh, they, they had the phantom captured, or, you know, they had, they had Kid captured. Kip. Is it Kip? With a is it Kip or Kit? Kit. Kit. Yeah. You are correct. Uh, they had him captured, and then they were going to, like, take him up to the roof to, to kill him or something, and Catherine Jada, Zeta Jones just shouts out, like, uh, I want the what, body. What, is this a ship full of women? <laughs> she shouts shout, shout out, like, I want the body when you're done with them. What is she going to do with She's going to fuck him. That's, that's exactly There's only one mind. reading of that. Yeah. And she is going to fuck him. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. She's really into him. She, yeah, oh yeah, she is. And she's really angry that he is not returning her affections. She's like, God damn it, I gave him a shit full of women, yeah. and he can't even give me the time of day. Can't even give me the dick. Yeah, he can't even give me the... I will take his dead dick. <laughs> even though he is the man that cannot die. Yeah. You'd think after a while they'd be like, well, let's stop killing him, let's just like put him in a cage for a while or something. You know what I mean? Like, that was always my thing with like Superman, who, like, or like a superhero who can't die. Well, just fucking freeze him at the bottom of the ocean or something. Yeah. yeah. We have options. Yeah. Guys, what are we doing? Yeah. I feel, that's Angel Season 3. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like Lenny in uh, The Simpsons talking to Sideshow Bob. See if it was me, I would just sneak up right behind him and slit his throat real nice and quiet, like, like telling the supervillain how to do his job much sure better. He, no one ever, everyone just accepts, like, no, it's he can't die. No one even posits the idea, like, what if it's multiple It's people? just a suit. Yeah. It could be multiple guys at one given time. Yeah. There's nothing to say. It's just this dick. Sure. Uh, but this entire thing is just... We need to get everybody to this island. Yeah. And so they all basically teleport to this island. There's also a scene where he, he escapes, he dresses, uh, beats some guys up, changes into his phantom costume. Then he jumps in an elevator and he slides down the, uh, the, the elevator shaft on like the yes. tables with his guns. With his guns. And they keep showing his boots, and he clearly is wearing lifted shoes. Yeah. <laughs> to make him appear taller. Yeah. They are some thick heels on them boots. Yeah. Uh, but there also happens... We have to talk about the zoo scene for a second. Okay. Because... I, I, not even the zoo scene, but uh, there's a scene where... Oh, shit, we haven't even touched on the cab driver. Oh, yeah. We gotta talk about the cab driver. Oh. And, but first I want to talk about... In the cab, he is sitting there, and he talks... He starts talking to his dad's ghost. Yeah. And the point of this conversation, as near as I can tell, having watched it twice, is just him telling his dad that he met some girl... And his dad being like, hey, that's my <laughs> shit, good shit. Yeah. Like, his dad gives him an attaboy for being horny. Yeah. And that's the entire point of this scene. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. And this entire time, a uh, vaguely ethnic cab driver is listening into the entire that? thing. I got, I got 100% white from him. I got, like, Albanian. I can see Albanian. I guess. Yeah, something like that. Is Albanian not white? No, it's... it's it, not... Uh, uh, Irish Christian oh, yeah. New York Long Island white yeah. 
That's that's all that white is. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, I would, that's what I was raised, so that's yeah. all that's white means to me. <laughs> I mean, this is like the 30s, they had that old-timey racism where, like, Italians aren't white. Yeah, eye ties. Yeah. yeah. And Jews aren't white. Oh, yeah. Not going to name any virtual choice for them. <laughs> I feel like I boxed myself into a corner by starting out strong with eye tie. <laughs> I think it's okay to make fun of Italians. Now. Jews are still... Anybody we fought in a war. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. That's my rule. <laughs> I think with, that that means most of the world. Is okay. Yeah. Uh huh. That's true. <laughs> I, I I think there's a lot of things you can say. I learned something on the uh, the the serials that uh, turns out the word Nipponese not a racial slur. I think it I knew that. Really sounds like it should be. Yeah. No. Yeah. It sounds it's okay. Uh, say Nipponese. <sighs> I'm trying to think of my favorite racial slur. Uh, <laughs> There's so many good ones. There's a lot of good ones. Maybe we've talked about this before. Uh, I like to think I'm, uh, I'm a relatively progressive person. I'm always trying to better myself. Right. My grandfather was a very racist person, so he would drop some real gems from time to time. Yeah. I think my favorite was always Moon Cricket. <laughs> because there's like a weird poetry to it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it almost sounds sweet. It almost sounds like a term of endearment, yeah. but it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's keep going. Yeah, that's a good that's a good plan. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into my favorite. So <laughs> I don't want to put this down on record. Can, can we talk anything else about the cab driver? How he gets sure, paid in rubies? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, that's not something you can do. You can't just give some rubies. He tries to give him Bengali money, and uh, the guy's like, "Hey, what is what is this? Yeah, this, uh, funny money here." And he's like, "Oh, okay. I just happen to have this uh, little pouch. pouch of emeralds and rubies, and uh, is here to take those." And the guy's like, "Yeah, fine. That's totally fine with me." He's like, "Can I have you all day?" He's like, "Totally." Yeah. He's like, "Great. Don't drop those. They're made of glass." <laughs> <laughs> they look like Moncala pieces. Yeah, they literally, they really do. But the guy's very trusting of him. Yeah, I love it. At this point in the movie, I think it's important to ask, because we're about to enter, like, the full third act. Yeah. You know, just sprint to the finish kind of yeah. stuff. Why does... Xander Drax is doing all this to get uh, an army. Yeah. That is his reason for getting these skulls together. Why does he need an army? I had that same question. It's not really clear what his goal... He never has any reason other than he wants an army. I have no idea what he wants for. power for... Question mark? Because his name begins and ends with an X, and yeah, it sounds cool. He's angry about that. Yeah. What am I going to do? Not be a villain? <laughs> Listen, my name is Xander Drax. I'm kind of boxed into a corner here. There's also a scene, uh, a moment in the, the fight scene where he's uh, at the hotel fighting these guys. And he, off camera, I guess he's laying on his stomach, and he, like, slides backwards, and he strangles two guys at once with his legs. Yes! He straight up thigh murders people, yes. and that has not been used in movies until Scarlet Witch, or not Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow. Yeah. In the and Avengers movies. It is when a woman attacks someone with their crotch. It's weird. Much weirder. It's very off putting yeah. to watch him head scissors these dudes to yes. death. <laughs> it's a like weird. he's Jane Fonda. Yeah. 
It's very uncomfortable to watch for some reason. I feel like that would also not be effective at all. As someone who, like, I do a lot of fight sports. Yeah. I'm a world-ranked guy in right. jiu-jitsu. It is not. That is not a good way to attack Same somebody. Two people at once. Yeah, they would throw your ass around yeah. like you were in a hurricane. Yeah. That's a terrible way to go about it. Uh, it is at this point in the movie that we are dropped into a reboot of the movie Hook. Yes. Essentially. Yes. On the island, Drax meets with a pirate, Kabai Sang, a descendant of the Brotherhood's original leader, who possesses the third skull. And it's 1938? It's 1938. They are all dressed exactly like pirates from the 1500s. Yes. Well, I mean, when, you're, when you nail it, you nail it. <laughs> well, this, you, you can't improve on what they got. In this underground cave, I think they said it was below the ocean in one line, which... I'm just, Makes sense to me. I just chose to to ignore just that, like I ignore all the problems with this movie. Uh, Sang warns Drax of the existence of a fourth skull, which controls the power of the other three. The Phantom appears and battles both men, with Kabai Sang killed by his own pool of sharks, as Diana and Sala cooperate to defeat the other villains. Drax unites the three skulls, and turns them against the Phantom, inadvertently killing Quill in the process. <laughs> yes, that was um, an that was very moment. funny. He's uh, the skulls just shoot out like a big laser, and he's just uh, lasering through this door. And then uh, Quill shouts something to him. He's just like, "Wait, what?" And he yeah. turns and blasts Quill, and he just explodes. He should not have an army. He is <laughs> clearly incapable of dealing with an army. Yeah. Uh, he also says something about how. I command the power of the sun. And this is just like a laser. Yeah, we have no basis for its power or anything like that. He's having trouble even getting through this metal door. This is not like a world takeover power in and of itself. It's it's truly shocking, the lack of explanation we get for any of this. Yeah. There's also like a pirate... There's a whole pirate village in this cave. And there's a pirate ship with a cannon... The, the pirates shoot a cannonball at one of the uh, the henchmen, one of Xander Grax's goons. Yeah, they kill the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, and somebody gets eaten by a shark. It's great. But yeah, that was the... Uh, Kabai Sang. Yeah. He, he figured out that the Phantom was multiple people, and so he had to die. By, by thinking for critically for any amount of time. Yes. And uh, so the, the Phantom like pushes him into this... Uh, Thankfully, all the pirates also speak English. Yes. There, I'm starting to wonder if maybe the Phantom has a thing, like, he's able to speak all languages, like the Green Lantern, like his rings, like, translate for him, because he speaks wolf and horse, Yeah. and every dialect that he comes across is never an issue. Everybody always sounds like they're speaking English. Right. It, <sighs> We're about to get into maybe the best part of the movie. It's so good. Save for, what is this, shit full of women? <laughs> That, okay, that was that was the highlight. That's the highlight of the movie. The Phantom uses the fourth skull, his own ring, right. to overcome the others and destroy both them and Drax in a powerful explosion. Something that was totally foreshadowed and makes sense. <laughs> it comes so out of right. Why does his one skull blow up the other skulls? Yeah, and not only that, this is something that he didn't have to figure out. He the line. Let me see if I can remember this line. Xander Drax is going to blow him up, and then he says uh, that I, I've had the Force Skull my whole life. I've worn it for protection. I just didn't know it. I, I 
finally knew what that means. I was just thinking, like, oh, please, don't be wearing a, a skull condom right now. <laughs> it's my it own skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how he you yawns know? really big and his skull pops out. He's like, I guess that was a power of the phantom the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Until that moment, though, there's no indication. No, we saw that, that he had a skull ring in one scene previous that I could remember, mm-hmm. and that was the absolute first scene where he was standing up and you just saw all of his skulls. But there's no indication there's any magic. No, none, no. It, it just seems to be a cast iron kind of ring yeah. thing. Uh, no, there's no build-up, and then he green lanterns his way out of yeah, this. Yes, he shoots like a purple laser that like defeats the... Purple laser, as used in the Green Lantern comics by the Star Sapphires, mm. were name-dropped in this movie. As it, He says the phrase Star Sapphire yeah, in this as well. As he gives the, the jewel to the cat friend. And there's a quill and a drex. Yeah. This movie is rife with mar- This is the entire basis of the MCU is all <laughs> of this movie. Uh, do you want a skull ring for protection? <laughs> it's yeah. like a Second Amendment kind of thing. <laughs> I have the right to skull rings. Yeah. yeah. I live in New York City. <laughs> I walk through some dangerous things. <laughs> I need to shoot. You, ne- you never know who's going to come up with three united <laughs> crystal skulls. Yeah. That's a good protection in a very specific <laughs> circumstance. You'll, listen, who's going to be laughing if that happens? <laughs> I Danny the Phantom Rat on that too. I gotta admit though, they, I I always thought that came out of nowhere. There was a little bit of foreshadowing with this at the beginning of the movie. They showed the three skulls together: the uh, Kid Walker, the first Phantom, mm-hmm. who's a, a child. They have the three skulls there at the ceremony. And then the shaman is wearing the fourth skull skull ring. And it's, he's control. Okay. If we're considering that the setup, <laughs> while there's narration giving us massive amounts of information, they are pumping saying. information to us with an IV at the be- yeah. for the first 45 seconds of this movie. I'm just saying there's something, <laughs> there's some effort to... To, to put it. it clearly wasn't, oh, fuck, right, we need a fourth skull. Because <laughs> it almost feels like that. Uh, as the island is destroyed, the phantom narrowly... Well, before that, we, we missed the part where he puts the two women into a torpedo. and uh, Yeah, I was going to say, he narrowly escapes with Diana and okay. Zala. Yeah. yeah. And he looks through a periscope, which is one of my life goals. <laughs> I want to look through... I, this is very legitimate. I want to look through a periscope in a in an actual traveling submarine. I don't know why, but I really want to do that. into a torpedo. He blasts them off, and there's like a chain dangling off the end of the torpedo that he just grabs, and he just gets pulled along behind them. Yeah, sure, because there's no more room in that submarine. Yeah, and they say... There's a line where they actually say, this is an active warhead... What if we hit something? And he's like, no, I'll just look through the periscope. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a lot of confidence in himself, considering he gets overwhelmed physically all the time. <laughs> the horse is, like, galloping alongside in the water. Supposedly, there is, like, a scientific thing where putting your hands on your hips, like Superman or the Phantom, actually does give you more confidence. Like, it releases, like, some yeah, kind of yeah. brain chemical. And he does that a lot. Sure. He was... Very confident throughout this movie. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He never suffered for uh, <laughs> lack of confidence. <laughs> lack of confidence. 
overconfident at times. I bet I could kill these two guys with just my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was right. Listen. Overconfident if he does it. Uh, in Bengala, once again, Diana reveals to the Phantom that she has figured out his secret and that his double identity and his double identity. So, by the logic of this movie, she must die. <laughs> in my <laughs> mind. No, no, no. He had that line where he, uh, he takes off his mask and the eyeliner comes along with the mask. <laughs> Naturally. And, uh, but he says the, the Phantom can only reveal his secret to one person. The woman he intends to marry. Oh yes, and she says, "What if, uh, what if she refuses him?" And he has the rapiest line in all. <laughs> it's <of> really, <laughs> it's really up there. No there's one refuses Buffalo Bill lines that are significantly less creepy than this. No one refuses the Phantom. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, pr- that he proposes marriage. She kisses him and then leaves. <laughs> Never a yes or no. He doesn't propose it. He says he intends to marry her. Yes. He didn't say right now. He says I but basically in the sequel. Yes. In the, <laughs> in the inevitable sequel. Uh, to finish out, Kit's father laments his son's failure to pursue Diana. But states she will return to the Phantom's jungle and to Kit one day. Yeah. She does not. There is never a return. In the sequel, she will return. In the sequel, she will return. Yeah. That does not happen. <laughs> the sequel that's coming any day now. Yeah, it's it's happening. It is getting... The Phantom 20 years later. <laughs> is, it, is it been... It was 96, right? Yeah, 96. It's been years. 20 years. Jesus Christ. It's been that's, a while. Yeah. they're gonna. It's going to be really good. They've had 20 years <laughs> to, work to craft it yeah. from like a fine clay sculpture, yeah. this movie... Uh, yeah, no, this whole last scene. First of all, Catherine Zeta-Jones is cool now. She's just watching yeah. off in the distance. But he drops marriage super casually into this conversation, like, yeah, I'm going to marry you one day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you cannot refuse. Hands on his hips, very confident. Yeah. You will say yes. You would. Yes. I'm not, I'm not even going to propose marriage. I will marry you. I will learn. I'm going to demand marriage. And she's like, ha, maybe, and then leaves, which is a hot bitch move. <laughs> Uh, and and then they're flying off on the plane and he's chasing them on his horse yes which might be yeah which might be able to outrun them right this hero the horse is really really uh, pulling its weight by the way Joe Dante was originally supposed to direct this movie who's Joe Dante Joe Dante he's done a lot of things he did the Inferno he's a big special effects kind of director but, you know, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, the, the fact that she didn't say yes and the fact that he said no one refuses the Phantom and then he's chasing after her. <laughs> She's more. like, hurry, 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 yeah. hurry. <laughs> Look, you know, we're in a plane. We can go over the water. <laughs> it's a pontoon plane. Yeah. plane. We can go wherever we want. We're in an ATV of planes. <laughs> we don't have to follow this trail. On yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, that's fucking okay. So that is the movie, Danny. That is the Phantom. So good. Uh, usually on my movie, uh, on my uh, movie podcast, we will go ahead and talk characters and then sure. rate and rank the movie. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. What is uh, what is the Phantom? What is his arc in this movie? I don't think he has one. There's never an emotion shown from Billy Zane. He doesn't really learn anything. He doesn't learn anything. It's it, it's not really like him accepting. 
his heroicism like there no, is in some movies. Already the Phantom. The person he was at the beginning of the movie is exactly the person he is at the end of the movie, except now he has better prospects for getting pussy. Yeah, which wasn't something that he seemed overly concerned with. No, it's never brought up until it's, it's already happening. There's, There's never an emotion shown by anyone in this movie. They were kind of trying to set up this subplot about him avenging his father's death, but that was more like something he just happened to do. It wasn't like he was seeking out. No, his father seemed fine being dead. Yeah. His father was very at peace with, like, yeah, it happens. I mean, I was a superhero running around the jungle. I mean, you're not going to get AARP cards on that. Yeah, and he wasn't trying to seek out his father's killing. He just happened to stumble across him and it's like, well, you know... As long and then he didn't even kill him. Tree Williams killed him. Yeah. Back when Xander Drafts killed him. He didn't even kill him. He could have done nothing. But he and his, if he had not been in this movie and Xander Drax had just found those three skulls, yeah. he actually didn't have to do much in this movie. If he, Xander Drax had just found those three skulls, Peter Quill would have died already. Or not Peter Quill. <laughs> Quill, whatever they got. Yeah. Uh, he would have died. And then they would have had to come to him for the fourth skull anyway. Yeah. Most of this movie is completely... Well, no, they don't need the fourth skull to use the laser powers. They you need it to control skull. it, though, and he right. was already like, he was going to go find him. Yeah. Because he needed the, he wanted the full skull complement. It's like when he, he's very much a completist. All right, the, the arc of, his, of the Phantom is that he did not have his father's gun belt... And, and then later did the yeah. That is literally the only perceptible arc. Yeah. He got his father's gun belt and put it in the cave where his father's grave is? Yeah, they immediately buried it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know if his body is there. It's at least like a memorial to him right. where they all are, and it's super macabre. Yeah, and he has this kind of area just ready to hang the belt. He has his own ready. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't see There's, that. like, a 21st one that's right there, yeah. and that's him. I'm almost certain, yeah. But it was weird that, like, there was, like, pegs, like, sticking out of the wall ready for his father's belt to be hung there. The other fans don't have belts. If he doesn't have a belt. Yeah. Why does his father, just because he fucked it up, because he's, like, yeah. stabbed through it, he's like, ah, it's not mint anymore. <laughs> There's a, a hole in the belt where he got stabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or used for his cock. <laughs> in the back? Yeah. Other so we need to we need to teach you something about anatomy. We'll get out the flashcards. We're gonna work on this. I'm pretty sure I got it all. Joe, you've been having sex wrong. I don't think I have been. <laughs> You're just getting dudes to fuck you in the back. Yeah, little tailbone fucking. <laughs> that can't be good for either of you. Oh no, it's insanely unpleasurable. Yeah, no wonder you hate sex so much. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know why people like it. Yeah, boy, do I walk funny the next day. <laughs> Alright, uh, Christy Swanson as Diana Palmer. She has a little bit of an arc, does she? What's her arc? Her arc is that... I could never follow anything that was going on with her in this movie. She started off being very adventurous. Yes, she like, was, like, going through the, uh, Alps or something? Where? The she Yukon? Just, the Yukon, something like that? Someplace very cold. Yeah. Cold mountainous area. And then, uh, she wanted to continue having adventures... And then does. And then does? Yeah, there's never... Uh, she never learns anything. She never gains anything. She accomplishes her goal of continuing to, to maintain the status quo. She is going to fuck the superhero guy, apparently. And possibly marry him. And have his child, who yeah. will be the next superhero that will then die. Right. 
Great. She does not have the option to not do it. No, it's going to happen. Otherwise, she's going to be murdered. Maybe with a shark. Do we know that it's not going to be with a shark? Sounds like it's going to be with a shark. No one refuses the phantom shark. <laughs> no one refuses the phantom He says it with just this, like, quiet, calm understanding of, like, it's just how it is. <laughs> uh, Sandra Drax. The best part of this movie, right? Legitimately really good. Treat Williams is the best part of this movie. Really good. Uh, he, I like his power hungriness. Mm-hmm. I like that he is inventive. Yeah. I like that. Treat Williams did a good job of constantly being just the right amount of like, hey, how are you? Like, yeah, kind of smug. Yeah, smug, smug fifty newsboy type is kind of guy going on. There's a lot of that. Uh, I. Fuck, I really like Dander Drax. I never knew why he was doing it, why he wanted this power. Yeah, but you kind of accepted it. Yeah, I mean, people want power. You kind of have to accept that in some people movies. People want laser skulls. People want laser skulls. <laughs> He's like, man, I can really get rid of that fucking microscope now. I got laser skull. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Look into this <laughs> laser skull for a second. Slider. <laughs> in the back of the skull. Uh, would this movie have been if they had made a sequel and they had resolved some of the issues if they if uh, Diana and Kit had gotten together would that have been better do you think would, would this movie have held up better what are you what are you saying if if, if this hadn't been the end of the story if there had been an opportunity to fill in some of these gaps and these plot holes do you think that, this could have been a better movie. Oh, I think there's a lot of ways to make this movie better, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you asking if, like, Xander Drax, we brought him back, like, in Fear That Way not to kill him? Didn't he die? What he died. Okay. He got blown up. In the, when the right. skulls blew yeah, up, yeah, he yeah. Blew, blew up, too. And I, I guess I'm more asking about, like, the, the romance felt very unfinished. Oh, yeah, no, it was very much going to be the second one was... Yeah. At the end of the second one, she would tell him she was pregnant or something. Like, I guess, yeah. Uh, and then the third one, he's got a little phantom baby. Yeah. That, listen, we could write these oh movies. Oh, He dies, and it's the story of the 22nd phantom taking over his father's mantle. Taking over for Billy Zane. Yeah. Let's call Efron. Efron's not doing much. You could easily do that. Yeah, 100%. Just, yeah, and it's an easy series to reboot because you accept that people are going to die. Yeah. And, and you can set it at any time period. L- listen. We can make this happen. We're not going to, but we can. <laughs> that would have been a much more interesting movie if, oh my god, if they'd started this like ten years earlier, when he was just becoming the Phantom. Yeah, when his father dies very suddenly, he's got to leave college and take over as the Phantom. That would have been a much better. That would have been a much better movie, and he has to come to terms with accepting power and responsibility and, if and he, leaving his old life behind. And if he knows and cares who killed his father. And is working to avenge his father. But then realizing vengeance isn't necessarily everything. He's got to just go be a hero. He can't just use his power to satisfy himself. Or if he just accomplishes that and straight up murders that dude. Yeah, he can do both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not that the Phantom can't kill people. He's, he no, he kills people guns. all the time. Sometimes with his thighs. Yeah. Yeah. He's carrying two guns. Yeah. He's not like Batman where he's not supposed to kill people. He's uh, No, he's, he's a murderer. Kill. Yeah. That is what he does. Yeah. He hangs out with rope people and he murders people. But that's... That bothered me that he didn't kill Quill. When it's it's not like they had to find a way to get around him doing it. He's he's fine with killing people. Yeah, hundred percent. And this is the guy who murdered his father. It would have been way more satisfying if he had gotten 
If he had, like, stabbed him through the thing or something, the same way he had killed his father. Yeah, through yeah. the same hole. Yeah, know? sure, why not? I love how when, uh, after Quill dies, he gets the belt, he just throws it over his shoulder. Yeah. He's a wrestler. You could put it on. It fits you. <laughs> I think he's already got a belt on, right? Does he? I think so. Maybe. He can't have two belts. Sure he can. I mean, so? <laughs> I hate that's you so a, much. That's a reference. Some people are going to love No, it. let it go. Uh, if people don't get it, that's not for them. Yeah. They're not going to get it from us explaining it. <laughs> All right. On a scale of uh, 10 to 10, <laughs> how would you rank this movie? Uh, on a scale to 10, 10 being... I hear people right. say with 10 being the highest. Yeah. It's always the highest. Yeah. One has never once been the highest. All right. On a, a scale of uh, one skull ring to five... <laughs> a scale of one skull to five skulls. Uh, I'm going to give this two skulls. I, I give this two skulls, and I feel like I'm being pretty generous. <laughs> if I'm not being facetious and everything, I'll, I'm, I'm going to put it at three. I, okay. I can believe it. This There's definitely problems with this movie. There's no question. There, there's plot holes. There's things that they kind of threw in, like the Sky Pirates that did nothing. Should have yeah. done a thing, and it went nowhere. But this is a... I, I legitimately thought this was a fun movie. It's a, it's a, it's a very fun movie. Yeah. It's a very fun movie... Uh, I, I definitely felt the 90s yeah. emanating through my television yeah. watching it uh, in a good way. I also want to bring up before we wrap this up, the, did you see the poster for this? I believe so. I believe it's here on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, him with the handout. Yeah. And it says yeah. Slam evil. He never once slams anyone. What does that mean? I don't know. It's It, it feels like a... <laughs> I guess that's the tagline for the movie. It's the tagline for the movie. He never once slams anyone. No. Uh, slam evil doesn't mean anything. It's not a catchy phrase. He's not even fighting anyone that's necessarily quote-unquote evil in, like, the devilish kind of way. Yeah. Like, he's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, put a microscope through somebody's eyes. Yeah, that's pretty evil. That's kind of evil. That's pretty evil. No, he's an evil character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the skull ring emanating light, yeah. kind of spoiling yeah. it. <laughs> well, they had to give some kind of heads up that this is going to happen because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he's like, "What? You didn't see the poster?" <laughs> he like turns to the <laughs> to, turn to camera. It was in the poster. You really should have seen this coming. All right, would you recommend this movie to other people? I would recommend it. If you haven't seen this movie, sit down with a friend whose sense of humor you trust and watch this movie. At least for what is this? A ship full of women. <laughs> Still one of my favorite things I've seen in any film this year. Oh, that's such a great line. It's such a great line. It's easily the best line in the movie. I'm going to say that all the time. I need to find things happening in my life where I can say, what is this, a ship full of women? <laughs> I totally want to go to a bar and, and use that. What Do is it. A bar full of women? And you will find a woman who gets it, and then you will marry her yeah. because no, no one, one refuses it. <laughs> Right, that feels like a good enough place to send it. <laughs> We're not going to get enough callbacks. Let's <laughs> make callbacks we got in that moment. Uh, let, let's put ourselves over. I'll go ahead and put myself over to begin with, put over my podcast for anybody that uh, will be interested in a little bit more modern take on comic book movies. Eventually we'll get modern. Eventually you'll get modern. Uh, come find me. I run a podcast with my younger brother, Matt Gilpin, uh, Up, Up, and Away. Uh, is a twice weekly podcast. Find us. Look for Up, Up and Away. It's pretty right there. Uh, Facebook.com slash Up, Up and Away. Twitter, Up, Up and Away Show. Instagram, Up, Up and Away Podcast. It's going to be a fun time. Danny, put yourself over. Uh, like the Facebook group, uh, Na 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 Podcast. Eight Na Podcast. Eight Na Podcast. 
as I refer to it. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like it's not a podcast. Ain't not a podcast. <laughs> Ain't no podcast. <laughs> uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Uh, check me out on uh, on Twitter, at Danny Rathbun. I've got a show I run monthly at Eastwell Comedy Club. Next one is going to be September 14th. Check that out. I think that's all I got. Dope. Uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>